Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Nita, thank you so much for joining me on Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. It is a joy to have you all the way from Bangkok. Is that right? You're in Bangkok? Yes, that's right. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. (laughs) Amazing. You are an extremely high-level coach, um, and I'm so curious to hear about your journey, uh, how you came to coaching, and um, you know how it all came to be. Tell us. Yeah, it's a really funny story, actually. <laughs> I actually left the corporate world around um, around 14 years ago, I think. It was so long, I forgot. But I used to work, I, I had a career in, in um, Fortune 500 companies. I worked for L'Oreal, Unilever. And, you know, after a few years, I just kind of knew that corporate world wasn't for me. You know, I like to create new ideas. I like to challenge norms and, you know, following rules in in companies was not like one of my greatest strengths. So (laughs) I left. (laughs) I know lots of women entrepreneurs are like that, right? We're like, we like to break the rules and create our own rules. So um, I started a child development center and um, got married, had a child and just, he just grew up in in the child development center. And that's when I found out that, my passion was about psychology and about human behavior, about helping people discover their best selves. Um, And it started with child psychology, but then I got, you know, I was really someone that was interested in reading psychology books, but I didn't know that I was actually really good at it, that I, I had this kind of like almost like an obsession for understanding the human mind and understanding why people do specific things. Oh, it's why fascinating, right? I'm totally yeah, right there with you for the th- like 30 yeah. years. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I was watching all these, um, you know, I consumed lots of these uh, books and videos and things. And one day there was this guy who's on YouTube and he said that he was a life coach. <laughs> And at that time, I didn't know what it was, um, but it sounded like something that I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> and so I Googled it. I just went to Google it, like life coach and all these kind of like certification programs came up and mm-hmm. was like this definition, what a life coach was. And so I read it and I was like, hey, this is me, you know, like I at that point when I was running the child development center, I was thinking of maybe going back and doing another master's degree in psychology. But my my boy was like really young at that time. He's like a toddler. And so it wasn't a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really I really couldn't imagine myself working like as a clinical psychologist, you know, in a hospital that was right. just aligned with my energy and positivity, yeah. go getter kind of energy. Um, but when I when I found out about life coaching, it was like looking at all these certifications and then I just went all in. I'm known for that, like into like discovering this thing and then going all in like crazy. Love <laughs> so it. Nice. I went in, I did all the certifications and certified on a bunch of things, went like just went in and like just started to run, started coaching, doing everything. And 
I was always doing kind of marketing consultant, business consultant on the side. Like I've always just been doing that. And so when I, you know, integrated coaching and, you know, took that background from marketing and branding and business together, um, I discovered that, you know, this is what I should be doing. I should be helping coaches, consultants, experts, service providers, you know, the people that are making the world a better place. We're making impact, the change makers, right? And that was just so inspiring for me to, to, you know, find out what I wanted to do and the impact that I wanted to make in this world. It was, it was to help other people that were already impact makers to make the most impact that they could make and to create the ripple effect. And yeah, basically that's how I, I found out about coaching. That's how I integrated coaching into my business. And although I do business consulting, a, a huge part of it is about mindset coaching. It is about understanding human behavior, you know, what's the underlying lying kind of cause of this specific behavior here? You know, why aren't you taking action or sometimes <laughs> you sabotage your own results? And we don't understand why, right? So most of the time, yeah. 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 <laughs> most of the time it's not like, we don't know how to do it. It's just like, we're getting in our own way. We, yeah. Yeah, we can't see what we can't see. And that's why you need a coach, right? Because yeah. they're the ones that are going to illuminate it and, uh, and hopefully help us to bridge the gap if we're willing to not defend our wounding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, that's an incredible story. And I love how it just emerged from this genuine desire that you had in your heart and your belly and in your mind, um, yeah. tending to those fires. It's so beautiful. I have a very similar story, right? I, I, I was always interested um, in human behavior and transformation. And it was for me always through religion, um, growing up Christian with a Jewish father, uh, you know, studying um, religions when I left home at age 18, I mean, like you all in, like I wanted to study Taoism, you know, Buddhism, Confucianism, like all like Sufism, like I was just like fascinated. Um, and then I got into yoga and they, all of them had the language of transformation. But I came back to the States because I lived in Switzerland for 10 years and I didn't have the words that people were like, what are you talking about? You know, this sounds weird, you know? And so coaching thankfully gave me the, the terminology and the frameworks. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. So your son is probably is like a little coach too, right? At 13. Yeah, he 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 asks me things about like why, you know, for example, like why his friend did this and did that. And, right. <laughs> like, right. and he's coming to me to explain those behaviors. Um, and I think it's really great because it really helps helps him look at the world from a like objective kind of point of view instead of being biased or judgmental of people right. the victim yeah. of yeah it's like yeah. oh they're, they're going through their stuff yeah it's funny like whenever there's a family quabble like I'll be the mediator and then my sister will look at me she's like how did you do that <laughs> I'm like this is what I do <laughs> I mean I'm not a mediator but you know it's just like our children not being victims is such a huge, huge thing for them to go into the world, especially when they're in their early teenage years. My daughter is going to be 17 in a few months and um, they do think differently. And you know, I think it's because of the conversations around the kitchen table and whatnot. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about your business, um, how, how that's taken shape and what, what it looks like. 
Yeah, well, I run a consult. I run two businesses. So the first one is a consulting business, and we offer done-for-you consulting services for coaches, consultants, thought leaders, experts, um, and service providers that um, want to scale their business and want to build a unique business. So I call it a, a category of one business. That's where we uh, help them to differentiate their business, find a way to find a new solution, a unique solution that no one is offering in the market by researching and doing deep dive interviews with their clients and their employees. And, you know, the goal is really so that they can offer something that's unique and excellent. And marketing differentiation ultimately, you know, leads to businesses building up the value of their business and maximizing the impact that they can actually make in the world. Um, a big problem that I know that is a frustration for lots of people in this space and for me was that people were, you know, just offering subpar results and just like copying what everybody else is doing. And we see this a lot in, I think, the service-based world, our expert-based world. Um, and and there, 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 there is some of that happening in the product-based world as well. But I think when we start businesses in the expert-based world, we're just looking at what's out there. And then we start to, and it's, it's nothing wrong with that when we're starting out businesses, we'll kind of like look what's what's available right and then hey maybe i should do this i should do that but i think ultimately in order to scale and and create a legacy business you really have to have something that's unique and it's not just to be unique for the sake of being unique but to offer something that's truly better that's making you know creating real results for your clients um offering a better customer experience for the clients. So that's actually what I do. I, I, a lot of my work is about customer experience, customer journey, research, deep dive into understanding clients, um, finding a unique and innovative solution and you know positioning clients' brands so that they become a category of one and stand out from the rest of the market so that they don't blend in, but they become a disruptive brand um, and offer a high level, excellent level of service. Yeah, really extraordinary. And for, uh, there's a lot of C women CEOs who are listening and I'm sure they're all nodding their heads. Um, and there are a lot of coaches that are going to be listening as well. Those that I've trained or written programs for um, and, and even mentor. And, and what you're saying is so, so critical. And I find it it's interesting when coaches, you know, do their training and get out in the world, um, it, it's, they, they struggle with this point because it's so obvious to other people what their, their niche is based on the deep dive that you're describing, but it's not obvious to them because it's like the air they breathe. They can't, you know, it, it is their genius. And so it's important to have somebody like you to really help to reflect back what they're offering, what, what results they're providing and how it's unique to them because the, the market is getting saturated yeah. internationally, right? Not only here yeah. in the United States and, yeah. uh, the only way to uh, to really achieve excellence is by is finding out what your niche is and how you can help, because we're all really special <laughs> in what we can provide. I mean, um, most of the people, you know, that uh, that for example, in the health coach industry, which which I'm in, you know, uh, it's just transformation, weight loss. It's just way too broad, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think I. I 
I don't know what, maybe you can share your experience too, but like, I also train coaches. Um, I run a coach training school um, for people that want to be accredited through the ICF. Mm -hmm. And I think lots of students or, you know, clients that come to me actually struggle, especially as coaches, because we want to help everyone, you know, we want to help everyone. We don't want to leave anyone behind. And that's part of why, you know, people, coaches find it difficult to niche down into a specific niche and to say no to a particular group of clients, you know, because they, they want to help everyone. They want to make impact, but it's really counterintuitive, isn't it? Lots mm-hmm. of things in business, you know, like, for example, you think if you sell low ticket, it's going to be easier to sell. That's actually not the, the truth. Right. Um, and um, or to be a general list kind of coach to doesn't work, offer lots of things. Seems like, seems like a good idea, but actually not. Right. So yeah, I think I think it's it's really important that people become clear, um, at least to start off with, to actually be strong on on a particular group of client segment, um, because that's 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 what will make you stand out and will help you attract the right group of clients. Mm-hmm, yeah. Absolutely. And if you, uh, and I heard, you know, you have a quiz that people can take to understand a little bit more intimately what that might be. Yeah, yeah. So it's a quiz that helps people understand, um, you know, their personality and how they could use that personality to their benefit. Um, yeah. So uh, if, if anybody wants to go and do it, it's at needaler.com slash quiz. Um, it's a free quiz. So um, you can, yeah, everybody's invited to, to complete that. Um, it will help you find out your entrepreneurial edge. And it is a quiz for coaches. So um, it would be perfect for your audience. So coaches, consultants, service providers. Nita Learn, is that right? Um, NitaLearn.com. Yeah, that's N-I-D-A-L-E-A-R-D.com um, slash quiz. Perfect. Okay. Well, we've got the show notes as well, but I appreciate you spelling it out because I wasn't sure. <laughs> I thought the last letter there. Um, beautiful. So you are a successful business owner um, and you're a mom. And um, how, do you, how do you strike the balance? How do you find... Um, you know, your flow or however you define it? Yeah, I think my son has always been a part of my business. Um, Whatever business I was in, like I would bring him along to meetings, to things like that. And he just, Mm -hmm. I think through that process, he just, because I'm a single mom um, and I've been a single mom for 10 years. He basically grew, grew up just like really learning to be independent, learning to be responsible and just knowing that, okay, this, during this time, mom's having a meeting, so I can't, you know, make loud noises in the other room or something like that. So I think just by having him on this journey, he has kind of observed what I do, the way I think, even when we were running the child development center, he would hear me having conversations with other um, teachers and adults in the business. Right. And I think he really absorbed that mentality, the psychology behind all those discussions. You know, when I was like analyzing, talking about like, you know, children, parents, teachers, why this person did this and that what's right, what's wrong. And I think he, he listened, you know, maybe not, um, intentionally, but it, he definitely absorbed um, the way of thinking, the logic, the psychology, yeah, and all that. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah, my daughter too. I mean, when I, I hear her speak, I'm like, she's like a little coach. It's so, it's so amazing. I'm just blown away by 
by her, but, but it's because she's witnessed these decades, or this, she's 17, this decade and a half of, you know, of, of language choice yeah. <laughs> and yeah. circumstantial, you know, business stuff that she's, of course, accompanied me. But so for you, it sounds like communication is key. Um, and including him has been part of you finding a balance. It's just, so it's not been, it's not been separate, right? But it's been integrated. And then there's a lot of communication and collaboration in your family. Yeah, I think when I look back, like he's now, I don't know, like when he hit the age of around like eight or nine, mm -hmm. when he was young, he was like really playful. He didn't really care about academia or anything, like, you know, grades or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but then when he turned eight or nine or 10, by that time, I've been teaching some NLP stuff <laughs> and personality type. Some I always get so shy when people say that. I'm like, oh no, she can see me. <laughs> I just like taught him some things, not like intentionally, but for example, if he had a conflict with um, grandma, my mom, because they have very different ways of looking at things, you know, mm -hmm. my mom's a baby boomer, very attached to security, risk averse, very different mentality, different way of living from him, which is like a gen, what, gen me or. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I'm so confused with all the acronyms. Yeah. And there was a point where he's like really frustrated. Like, why is grandma acting like this? Why is she so worried about this and that? And I had to explain him about the model of the world and the whole NLP thing of how we perceive the world because the way we were programmed, the life that we experienced that we had, the way we grew up and all that, that really helped him understand like my mom and understand like that people have different experiences and how it impacts how we show up in the world. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, you know, empathy, understanding people, it's just a quality that's so important to have in this world today, you know, and I would, I would share these kind of uh, theories or, you know, psychology things with him when these kind of circumstances kind of came up. Yeah. Um, or if he had like a conflict at school, or if he didn't understand his teacher and stuff like that. And I don't go and like, Hey, let's, you have to set a smart goal or anything like that. But I think that he sees me doing it, I guess. And I don't like put up a flip chart and write my smart goal, but I talk about things that I want in my life, you know, how I want to design, how I want to make things happen, what I want to do. And I think he sees that passion in me and that he sees that I go all in, you know, and yeah, yeah. that definitely makes him also do something that's similar to that, you know, and mm. Yeah, I think when he reached the age of eight, nine, ten, he started to say like, you know, mom, um, you know, I want to get this grade. I want to do A's. I want to do whatever. And right. I totally. Surprised. I was really surprised because I never told him that he had to get, you know, good grades. I, I don't really, you know, pay much attention to those things, uh -huh. but he just wanted to do it himself, you know? Um, yeah. So I think, you know, his parents, they don't do what you tell them to do. They do what you do. You know, they follow. That's true. Your yeah, absolutely. And so we always say, and, and uh, my daughter and I, like she'll, she'll have a goal, like your son. And sometimes we'll be like, okay, is this choice moving us towards or away? <laughs> and so, and, and like, and I would do it with my body, you know, she's very tactile, you know, and I'd be like, are we moving towards it? Or are we moving away from it? And you know what? They're both okay, but they both have different results. So which do you choose? Like, which do you want? You know, all these fun, fun ways and things to do. It'd be really interesting to see kind of what they end up doing with their lives. <laughs> yeah. So 
So Nita, this podcast is all about vitality and um, finding our vitality is yes, being successful in business, you know, finding a way to, you know, be a mom, you know, if, if that's what you're doing in your life, well, which is what we're yeah. doing. Um, and, you know, uh, vitality is something that um, sometimes gets away from us because we get really bogged down with the demands of our life. And it's part of this performance mentality, especially in the coaching world, but in every world, every high achiever is confronted with it. So how do you restore your vitality? What, what do you do to help yourself? Yeah, I'm actually, I recharge my battery by taking a lot of rest. So I'm kind of like, I don't know, but I, I think I'm like the 1% or very minimal of the population that needs to sleep a lot. Mm, so like 10 hours a night or eight yes. or what do you, yes. 10, it's, 10. it's like a 10. Um, if I could choose, it would be 10 minimum. I could sleep for 12 hours. I could, if I was really tired, I could do 14 hours. I, wow. I used to very abnormal, <laughs> but I read about it and they said that there are certain people that need a lot of sleep. <laughs> I need sleep too. And people think that I'm like such a sourpuss. Cause I'm like, I'd love to go out, but it's actually after eight and I'm going to bed. And they're like, seriously. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't know that I can sleep 14 hours, but that's amazing that you, that you can um, give yourself that gift and that you do sleep. Well, I mean, so many people struggle with uh, sleep in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love sleeping and, um, mm. Other things I like is like listening to, um, listening to books. I, I don't know. Oh, really... right. Me too. Yeah. I like to listen. Um, I like to watch movies. Mm. Um, I like time traveling movies and series. Um, of course, like those kind of mind bending movies. Right. Me too. Oh, you and I like binge on Netflix, like, like the same stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> Psychologically yeah, stimulating. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's related to people that like coaching, you know, um, and yeah, I could, I, I think I'm kind of like a work hard, play hard kind of uh, person, you know, yeah. I can like binge watch, like if I, I got into like Sherlock Holmes, for example, I would watch the whole thing and I wouldn't do anything until I finished it, you know, I'm the same way. Okay. <laughs> I think that like, I don't know, we must, like, there must be like a profile of people that get into this world and, and go for it. <laughs> So funny. I love knowing that we have all these similarities and we're on opposite sides of the planet. It's just amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all one, no matter what, no matter where all of us have the human heart, you know, all of us have um, these desires, um, curiosities. It's just, it's so beautiful to realize there's just no separation. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think particularly with like coaches, right. You realize that no matter who you're coaching, whatever, you know, what country you're from, what background you have, we're all the same. You know, we, we have like, we struggle with our human brain, our thoughts, you know, um, social norms and everything. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all humans and we, sh we have the same challenges and yeah. you know, same aspirations. We, Absolutely. we all want to be proud of ourselves and, and, you know, and, and deliver and make the most impact that we can for this world. Absolutely. And, and yet we have this unique, uh, I'm going to say vibration. It's like a tone, you know, like yeah. in your voice, in my voice, in, in how we deliver our gifts to make the world a better place uh, through, through coaching and self-improvement and this development um, in, inside of the, for me, on the ontological 
um, yeah. constructs that that we we are curious about and we dive deeply into. So yes, we're all the same, and we have this unique imprint, just as unique as your voice yeah. or your or your thumbprint. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you want to learn more about your unique imprint, <laughs> Nita has got this down to a science. So definitely go take her quiz. Um, because I know a lot of coaches want to be more successful. Um, they want to make a bigger impact. And we can do that when we understand our gifts even more deeply. Would you agree, Nita? Yes, yes, I totally agree. I think when we're able to find, you know, we have that, what we call the unconscious competency, right? Where when we've just done it so well, we don't know how we do it. And we're not aware that we're really great at this thing. We just like, you know, like, I've just always been good at this. I didn't, realize that it was, um, you know, a key strength or it was right. something that was hard for other people. Like can't, yeah. Can everyone do this? Like, you know, make, yeah. make food. Like I make food and my sister's like, no, yeah, no, no, no they like, cannot. Yeah. <laughs> when you actually are conscious of that unconscious competency, that's when you realize, wow, okay, this is my gift. Like yeah. I need to help people with this. I think Absolutely. that's when when you can, you know, discover your zone of genius and actually put it to use, you know, actually deliver that to the world. Yes. Let's put it to use everyone listening, please. Uh, the world needs us now more than ever. Thank you so much for being on the show, Nita and, um, (laughs) talk soon. Thank you for listening to vitality women leading audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast dash guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, Tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.